I'm Neil Godbue, writer, journalist, proud shit disturber. I'm Michael Cass, an artist, and I don't have as many lofty titles as Neil. This is everything. Everything. What are we going to talk about this week? Um, what did you send me? You said something serious, something comedic, and ooh, you get to go. See porcupine tree. <laughs> Woo! Toronto. Off to Toronto. I can't wait. It's, How often do you get down to Toronto? I haven't been to Toronto in 10 years. Yeah, about the same for me. So, and I'll see a college buddy that I haven't seen in 10 years. It was, and talked to him on the phone the other night, uh, which was, it, it's funny. You always have these friends in your life that you haven't talked to in years. Yeah. And sometimes 10 years or more. And you pick up right where you left off. And in our case, right, we're two music nerds. So, and and so basically, hey, let me state your place. I'm going to take you to this show, to this band you've never heard of that I'm over the course of the next six months leading up to the show. I intend to make him a fan. And if he isn't one, by then the show will be the tipping point. I'll That's have to my check plan. Because I, I talked to my, I talk to my wife's oldest um, I said, do you know this band, Porcupine something? Porcupine Tree. Tree. I want to say Porcupine News or Prickly News or something. As opposed to Porcupine <laughs> Plain in Saskatchewan. The little town in yeah, Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was I thinking? Something else. Porcupine. I've got, I've got Porcupine Quills before in my hand. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Uh, but you you said so so skip the porcupine quills in your hand and get some porcupine tree in your ears. That's right. And so what you you, you said you uh, I'll have you, to check it out. Well, what, didn't you ask somebody? Who? Yeah, yes, I, I asked Terrence and he Terrence Kathy's oldest son and he's like he's like I heard of them. They're sort of an underground band and i'm like well if they're gaining popularity they're not really an underground he says they're a niche band they're a niche band but that i I would say they've long since moved over into cult status like the the people the people who like them and by extension stephen wilson are crazy like me yeah and are willing to hop on a plane to go to the other side of the country to see them yeah there hasn't been a band that's come along for me uh I think some of the old guys that are on my bucket list, but old blues guys like Buddy Guy, I would I would find a way. To, you would find a way. I would find a way. Now I want to make right? the I want to make this clear in case I sound like you know one of these people who've got nothing better to do with my time oh, and money. A, you're just a, like a musical jet setting. Well, yeah, but but <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that my flight on WestJet return from Prince George, Toronto, is costing me fifty six dollars. Because I had some WestJet credits from when we were supposed to go on a family vacation mm-hmm. at the end of March of 2020. Oops. Oh, well, <laughs> and that, and the, so that's two years. Yeah. That's exactly, almost exactly two years. Yep. And then uh, I also had a ticket credit because uh, my daughter and I, Maya and I, were supposed to go see uh, a uh, uh, an NBA game while we were in L.A., uh, that's what she wanted uh-huh. to do. And uh, so I had a ticket credit. And so I burned that up on the tickets for Porcupine Tree. So, so far, I'm down $56 uh, for this entire trip. 
Um, you know, you can't. So, yeah. so it, it's on the cheap. Yeah. Um, it was either that. Uh, it was either that or go see them in later in the tour, uh, in geographically closer Denver or San Francisco. But uh, uh, Toronto will be cool because it's the opening night of the tour, and it'll be the first time they've played live together in twelve years in public. Really? Yeah. So I, I'm one of those I'm one of those music nerds that I, when I'm going to see a show, I immediately go to like that setlist.com site. I want to know what I want to hear. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, I like the surprise. I hate. I I, I don't want to. I, I I want to know if I'm going to be disappointed in advance. Oh my. <laughs> That's just setting yourself up right there for disappointment. Well, so but what would you do then? Would you sell the tickets? Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. But yeah. but, but you know, it's one of those things where I and I shouldn't say disappointment. It's one of those. Oh, okay, they're not going to play this favorite yeah, of mine, but yeah, they're going to yeah, play yeah. this other favorite. Yeah, uh, I knew from a slightly less favorite when when I when I went to see Rush in Calgary in mm-hmm. 2015. What Rush was doing, they were playing the same set list every night except for one song. And it was a, a song, uh, it was the second song of the second set that they were swapping in and out. Um, and it was from moving pictures. So some nights they would do the, the instrumental YYZ. Uh, some nights they would do, I can't remember the other song. And then some nights they would do the camera eye. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted the camera eye is just like one of my geek out like favorite Rush songs. Is it? And so once I figured out what they were doing, and then I was like, okay, looking ahead to Cal, they're gonna play the camera eye, and they did. I t- uh, I got it. I got it perfect. <clears throat> I, I'm much more. See what happens. To me, to me, it's more. It's like the entire, and you probably think the same way. It's it's more of an e- the event itself. Oh, the for music sure, is, is primary. Yep, that's the primary reason why we're there. But the whole event, the uh, whole event, just to be around, you know. And, and in the case of a band like Porcupine Tree, it, the, the the it's Meridian Hall, which I guess was the old. Um, uh, O'Keefe Center is what my friend in Toronto told me. It's the old O'Keefe Center. Is that ringing a bell for you? Up by Mississauga? No, no. It's it's like fairly close to, it's fairly downtown. Seats about 3,000. Not the Masonic Hall. Maybe. What? What's the address? I don't know. Oh, what the oh, hell? Come on, man. <laughs> What, what you know do I, who would know? Uh, oh, the old O'Keefe said, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so yeah. It's not yeah. Massey, it's not no, the it's Massey near, Hall, it's, but. It's near, it's it's in that whole area. Uh, if I if it's a place I'm thinking, it's uh, it's near the Roy Thompson Hall. Okay. It might be, I don't know, right? It's been so long, like 10 years for me, and then was the first time in 25 years, and it was just a changed city, and I just, and I'm like, wow, I got out just in time. You didn't. You don't. You don't like Toronto anymore. It's uh, y- your city. I don't like it. It's just not my. It's just not where I would. What's the old <coughs> pretender song? Your city is gone. You went back to Toronto, but your city was gone. My city started leaving when back in the in the mid eighties. There was this time when, like the mid seventies and the mid eighties, it was really. It became. It started becoming. It was really cool to be there, and I'm sure it was cool before that. But this was like. 
something was happening there. And, and you know, uh, Ellie and I were talking about how Now Magazine and and uh, and just to sort of he's trying to get me he's trying to uh, he's <laughs> he's trying to say that the B-52s had a huge impact on pop culture. I wouldn't say huge no, I, impact. Yeah, I don't even know if it, was it an impact. Where they're like, oh look, it's the B fifty twos. Um, are they are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I I would I would say yeah, marginal, but are then they? again, they keep putting marginal people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, because so. they're running out of good. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, they're running out of good acts. You know, there's no good acts anymore. So the B fifty twos are from Athens, Georgia. There is a band from Athens, Georgia already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's REM. Is that? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, th- that's pretty cool for a town of 100,000. Yeah. Two hours from Atlanta to, to have two. And, and, and two very different. And, and within uh, 10 years of each other, basically. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, not even 10 years. I mean, the B-52s, I think they put out their first album in 78, and REM was right behind them in 81. So, yeah, I, you know, maybe I should have paid more attention to what was going on in life musically. But but it was, uh, the B-52s were just, they were very quirky, new new wave. Um, they, they, yeah, they, were, they were just different. It was, uh, to me, it was a less serious version and I would say maybe less talented. Oh boy, if Ellie's listening to this, ah. he's gonna be mad. <laughs> a less talented version of the Talking Heads. Oh, and 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 maybe even like to me they were like a, they were like a group of Cindy Loppers. Well, the, <laughs> but, well, but the yeah, that was kind of all part of their you know kind of fifties shtick, right? The, 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 I mean, and that was part of their image. That was intentional part of their image was to be very cartoonish. Um, but but the music's a lot of fun. It's it's. And and why can't why can't fun music also be great music? Right? Does it always have to be serious? No, no. I think I think. Um, oh, well, there's a good song. A Steve Ray Vaughan plays uh, had played with live, and I can't remember who he played with. Um, the Oreo Cookie Blues. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? That's fun song. Right? I, I haven't serious. heard that. So, so the funny thing is, is I, I I've been making some notes lately, and I, I'm going to start partly to reward myself, and partly just because I I just want to go down this rabbit hole. Is I'm I'm going to start writing a weekly column in the Citizen called Music Nerd. Oh. And so the first column I'm going to write, it's already in my head, is about um, funny music joke music and and because what i've noticed and 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 i think it's directly related to covid is you have these artists and but also these songs coming out and often with accompanying videos and they're freaking hilarious 
they're supposed to be, or or they're just very silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it just seems the whole intent is, uh, you know, just check out of whatever your troubles are with COVID or just everything that's going Ukraine, everything that's going on in the world, and and I'm here to entertain you and maybe get a a, a laugh or at least a a, a smirk or a, a, or or even a what the fuck is that yeah. for 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 a few minutes. So Oreo cookie blues. So that seems to be that would fit a long tradition in popular music of cracking jokes, making funnies. Yeah, the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. That's right. Right? Short people. Yep. Um, oh, I don't know, politically correct or not. And there, you know what? I don't care. Well, but the funny thing is, is a lot of this stuff that's out now is is completely politically incorrect good uh the the the, the novelty uh, country song by by trey lewis right now dicked down in dallas um it's a total uh modern country get up and dance uh barnstormer <laughs> but just from the title dick down in dallas um you know, he's basically talking about the girl who kind of keeps betraying him because she's dicked down in Dallas, tag team in Tennessee, um, <laughs> you know, on and on and on. Uh, do, do you think, Will, are we sort of, is there is the rubber band sort of letting go, the political correctness rubber band, the elastic has been stretched so far? Well, but, but, but see, here's the cool thing. Artists love throwing out or, oh, or, yeah. or definitely you know making fun if anything of from from comedians we got russell peters coming back that guy don't give much <laughs> it doesn't have much shits no, to give when it comes no. to political correctness um you have a, a a band whose whole repertoire every song they do on every album they do is supposed to be funny and that's steel panther this this basically what they do it's a total takeoff of 80s hair metal and if you just listen to the music it's like okay oh my god it's it's all of the the bon jovi it's and it's not 1985 never left um except the songs are Right, I mean, all of those bands, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, right, they, they all kind of, ha- it was all very suggestive. There is nothing suggestive about Steel Panther. It is just outright crude humor. Um, you, you know, songs like She Ain't Nothing But a Ho, uh, My Dick is Community Property. <laughs> um, and okay, that a, just makes me want to listen to it right, now. Right, right. And their videos are just, you know, if you're if if you're one of those people that's easily offended by crude sexual humor, this band is not for you. If you are completely juvenile, um, as I am, uh, you find it completely hilarious. I'm just getting in, in touch with my inner child. I, that's I, all. I it see. never. Yeah. Le- my inner child never left the building. <clears throat> um. But you were saying so. So in one of the topics, and and I and I'm curious about this. Why are old people awesome? Because you sent me that text. You were like, you were like, let's do okay something serious. Income inequality. Um, something fun. Uh, old people are awesome. And then you're one eye. You're about my your, thing about your porcupine, porcupine tree. tree. Well, that that was just more personal. I'm so excited excited to be going to a live show uh, i'm gonna have to wait six months but yeah, yeah. yeah and how nervous will i be about getting a plane i don't know old people are awesome 
old people are awesome. Define old. Like what? When do you so become what I'm, old? What I'm, what I'm talking about. Yukon Tom here in Prince George, yeah. uh, right? Who who basically is this outstanding uh, athlete, track and field athlete, runner. Uh, although uh, his specialty is actually the decathlon, he holds the Canadian record, and he obliterated it last summer. Uh, the previous record, he holds a Canadian record for for men uh, age seventy five to seventy nine doing the decathlon. That's that's ten events mm-hmm. in two days. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you know, I, 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 many people consider the decathlon to be actually the truest test. Uh, of athleticism in sports because you have to be good at so many things and you have to do five events a day twice and and tough events five a day you you have to you you have to do five the first day and five the second day and 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 tough events running throwing jumping all of the classic events uh you have to do them but so that was last summer yukon tom um, Yukon Tom's his nickname because he has a long Finnish name that I'm not going to try and pronounce. Uh, so thankfully, he <laughs> <laughs> he's shortened it for he, you. He, he's he's made it uh, easy for all of us to call himself Yukon Tom. Yukon uh, Tom was at a at a race earlier uh, uh, this month and teamed up with a couple of uh, Lower Mainland racers and set two world records in the four by four hundred and four by eight hundred for again men. 75 to 79 Yukon Tom can run a 400 meters once around the track mm-hmm. um, in the low 70 uh, you know 72 seconds or so that's pretty good for someone his uh, age. yeah because yeah. I don't even think I could do that anymore that's the kind of stuff that I was doing in high school now my, my let's put it this way my best 400 meters that I ever ran in high school uh, I did it when I was 16 and uh, 17, um, 60 seconds, one, exactly one minute. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, uh, warm up, start a gym class, bleh, 75, 80 seconds, not trying too hard. There is no way that um, in, in my current dad bod that I could get around the track in anything less than two minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd even try right now. Right now, ha- having said that, though, um, because and I was talking to somebody today as I went for a walk, um, took a small break, lunchtime, went for a walk. That's the nice thing about w- working at home. You, ha- I have an option. I'm, I'm at home. I can walk, you know, and do my regular 30-minute walk. And... Uh, uh, it was nice to be outside, and I came across some people, and we were talking, and, and I said, you know, I'm getting older, and, the, you know, I have a heart specialist I have to see, and I went for this test, and I've gone for that test, and nothing serious, and I guess nothing serious. I just realized that that it's like, it's like an old car, right? Mm-hmm. The longer you let things go, the, the more expensive it is to to get shit fixed. (laughs) That's that's a great way of putting it. So hopefully I will reach that awesome old age, old person status. I'm not necessarily in track and field, but who knows, right? 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you look at the the photos online. You look at the the body of Yukon Tom and the, these three other gentlemen that he set these records with. Um, they are they're in the bodies of of extremely fit twenty year olds. Uh, it's it's all lean muscle, mm-hmm. um, except that here they are fifty years later, and they're still in those bodies. They can't quite uh, tear up the track the way they used to, but they are elite uh, athletes for their age and that's a horrible qualifier but they are elite athletes for their age they're right they're masters class um, what do you think it's speaking of elite athletes tom brady is coming back for 20 <laughs> what a fucking joke why uh, are you bring yeah, uh, see, see we were talking about joke music you want to talk about joke tom uh, brady coming yeah. back well you know whatever like uh like why did he why did he even retire i don't know did he was are, are they that starved for attention that some elite athletes have just a can't hard, give it up. They can't give and that's it up. Fine. We 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 saw it in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Gretzky retired and stayed retired, but all sorts of every Gordy Howe, for God's sake, yeah, couldn't stay retired. No, no. Um, Pat Lafontaine, I, you know, I, Yarmy Yager, Chris Brett Chelios. Harv. Uh, right lots of guys mm-hmm. in lots of sports it's it's almost like they have spent more than half of their lives th- getting up in the morning and this is what they do they're either playing or training but everybody retires i mean like they're not special everybody retires well of course time everybody, catches everyone yeah, everybody everybody has to go through this whole thing doesn't matter you know you get up in the morning you've been doing the same job for for so here's a situation where i'm like hmm, maybe i'm glad i haven't had the same job for 35 years because because of the flexibility i've been you know i've it, had to become become accustomed to it can't be the money yeah. and it can't be the the, well, maybe it I, is. I, maybe we don't know. Maybe there's something but, going on. But it, but it's also ridiculously hard work. So what's left? What's left is the is the spotlight, the attention, the the the, the, the cheering, the, the crowd. The, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, Genesis is on tour right now. Go look up the pictures of Phil Collins no, on stage. No, 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 I won't. He he looks mummified. I won't go. It's sit. it's, and and I love Phil Collins. I think Phil Collins is one of the best singers, or sorry, not singers, drummers, um, that has ever played. Um, a, amazing musician, and I'm like, dude, wh- why are you doing this? Yeah, you know, and there's some, there's some, and then, and then the stones are going on the tour of the 2022, 60 60 years now, but there's a, like, I don't think they should because their heartbeat is done. Like when Charlie Watts passed away to me as a stones fan, it was heartbreaking and he was an integral part of the band and I, and I'm not really sure. So what that does is it just brings this whole thing, you know, Keith. Keith Richards said, "We you know, without Charlie, 
we don't have the stones. So, so you got to put your money where your mouth is. And obviously, with them, it's not for the money. Yeah. For Mick, it might be the the limelight, but I think I think I think Keith just loves to play. I think he just loves I, to play live. To, to, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. But, and, and, and and I I I get that, but I I don't know. I, it's. 60 years man they've been putting it but, down but, 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 the, but the thing is if Keith Richards wanted to play live you know what him he and could a, go play live he, he could go play live him and a couple of buddies could oh, just show up winos, yeah. could, could, could just show up at a, at, a, at a few pubs in London and come on stage and, and play for half an hour 45 minutes uh, just long enough that the people in the pub would go, holy fuck, that's, that's Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. <laughs> and they'd be texting and shooting stuff. And before anybody else got down, they'd be gone. They'd be gone. Uh, like they did at the Elma Combo. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And I see, see, I'm, I'm really, I'm amazed that they're, they're able to get up there at the ages that they're at, Yeah, you know? Old people are awesome. Old people are awesome. I'm, I, I'm all for it. I, but I think, like you say, like there's a time, and 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 you said, you know, uh, uh, Phil you, Collins yeah. has reached his time, and I think now the Stones, as, as yeah. sorry as I am to say it, have have sort of reached that yeah. that time. And and someone like Yukon Tom, he is ridiculously healthy. Please. Keep doing Keep what doing. he's doing, yeah. um, and there have been a, a <coughs> elite masters level athletes from BC who have competed well into their nineties. Um, now, the interesting part of that is that now you have a whole bunch of of uh, uh, geriatricians, right? Doctors who are basically like running these folks through all sorts of mm -hmm. physical, physiological, but also, you know, brain scans. Try, okay. How, how are they doing this? What, what, what has happened to their body? Um, right. Because it's a whole, we, we tell ourselves that, Oh, when we retire, we're going to slow down. These people didn't slow down, and it's good for them that they didn't slow down. Yeah, I don't see. I, I, I like. I don't know about you, but I mean, I don't even know what retirement would look like. I would just want to keep doing most of what I'm doing. Absolutely, right? and I, not necessarily like like working, but but then I would have more time to do those things that I. That's right. That I wanted to. I do. I, I want to be one of I those people. Do, yeah. I want to be one of those people that six months to a year after I stop working that I'm, I'm wondering how the hell I had time to work because yeah. I'm so busy with yeah. my other stuff. I want people to say, is that fucking guy still around? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm much like the same way is, is that, um, yeah, I, just keep him busy. It's we're made to move. I saw you were making a joke because it was uh, because I just had a birthday, and uh, and I was like, when did, when was your birthday and why wasn't I informed? Well, it, I don't know why you weren't. I don't know. I, it, because it's not a big deal. It, it's only a big deal to me. Oh. It, See, me, I'm, I'm the opposite. I but I like making big deals of other people's birthdays. Oh, it's, for me, it's like it's like. It's a time of reflection. So I went on. Of course, I had an existential crisis. 
I'm like, I'm 58. What am I doing? And why am I here? And, and oh, okay, I know why I'm here, but fuck, fuck it. Does it really matter why? You know? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. If somebody down the road, you know, 20 years from now goes, hey, remember that cat that was doing this and blah, blah, blah. And remember that? That was pretty funny. And they smile and, and it brightens their day a bit. Then fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's okay. Uh, uh, but then I realized, then, you know, getting into that morbid reflection, and I don't know if you ever do this, is like I wasted some really good years. Like I wasted some really good years. And I thought... Well, is, it, is, it, is it wasted? Well, though? you know, I look back and then I say, and I stop and that vo- another voice comes in and says, yeah, dude, but you couldn't be doing the stuff you're doing right now with the technology that you had back then. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, it, the technology has made it so, so... The unwashed masses like me, right, can do what I'm doing. Yeah, it. uh, I I don't have to be. I mean, I appreciate people that have gone to school and learned their craft, right? Like, like that's important. There are some things that that you just you just need to go to school for, you know. Um. But I have technology at my at my fingertips, literally. That I can, that I've been able to, that I've been able to take a creative endeavor and change it into something that's super cool. Like, like this like podcast. This, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, and you, we started this because, right? Studio 2880. Well, I kind of fumbled that, didn't I? Studio 2880, mm-hmm. um, right? Wanted to build this digital studio. Yeah. They contacted a guy who was interested in that kind of stuff but you also took it on upon yourself as a learning some new skills learning yeah yeah and so that's cool and and if old people are awesome if they're lifelong learners old people are not awesome and to be honest really boring if they're just sitting around at the coffee shop, not that there's anything wrong with sitting around at the coffee shop bitching about the government, um, or writing, or writing, uh, uh, commenting on editors' opinion. That's right. That's right. Like, uh, what did Horgan say? Get a hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a hobby. Well, he does. He's pissing, but, trying but, to piss you off. But, but <laughs> I, 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 I hope. I, I certainly aspire to be to be one of those older folks that are still learning stuff, still doing stuff, oh, still yeah. pushing myself. We just uh, finished, Jonathan Valoroso, the producer here in Prince George for Shaw Spotlight, just finished a feature, should be coming out soon, on um, Penny Slim. And uh, um, Clarence Boudreaux is his name, and he's from Penny. That's where the mm-hmm. Boudreaux clan That's are right. out there. Uh, and I'm sure many of the listeners know Don, know Don Boudreaux. I, I think it's her grandfather. Yes, Clarence is a grandfather. And um, he's 90-some years old, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't want to be one of those grumpy old guys. And and, and so we did a feature on him playing his music and... And, uh, and and just being an awesome old guy, right? Right. He's an all, all awesome. Uh, so look for that. That, that to me, yeah, same old thing. Old people are awesome. And who wants to be grumpy? Like, that's too much energy, man. It, it's, like, I it's, can't. It's way too much energy. Yeah. It's way too much energy. I, I while there, there's part of me that would actually quite enjoy, you know, being the guy standing in my living room window with my, 
you know, in my house coat, pounding on the window and hey, shaking my kids. fist at the kids. You know, uh, get off my lawn, you goddamn brats! But I, no, yeah, I would be like to be the, sitting on the like sitting outside in the lawn chair in the bathroom with a hose. Yeah, right. I I I got close to being that when I was drunk all the time. <laughs> 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 right, but then I didn't care. I was like, "Get off my grass, you little fuckers!" And and what grass? It was just like it was crabgrass and like sand. Right. <laughs> but I grew out of that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. That was just I couldn't be. I couldn't be that person as much as I think I'd like to be that. No, person. and I, I couldn't yeah. be that person either. I, I'd be. I'd actually like to be one of the people who are, you know, the kids are, are walking by and they're listening to some music on the phone or whatever. And it's like, hey, you guys, what are you listening to? Like, I'd like to be that guy, which maybe would be kind of creepy. I shouldn't well, do that. Well, you know what? I the only reason that. it's creepy is because other people have made it creepy, right? Like, like to me, there's nothing wrong with with talking with some young people about music and, and running into them along the way and saying, wow, that's pretty some pretty cool stuff you guys are listening to yeah. right if they say f off you old bastard then you know i would i i would just you know have to look at it that way but i don't think all young people are like that i think young people and as much as it pains me to say it i need to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're probably smarter than what i think they are yeah. Young people are awesome Young too. Young people are awesome too. Espe it's those middle-aged fuckers. It's this, it, young people are awesome too, especially the ones who you know will give older people the time of day. And you know what? I, and I wish I was one of those young, but I wasn't. I, it's not that I wouldn't give them the time of day. It's it's I feel you know upon reflection, it would be like I could have done more. I, I, I could have done more. I wasn't disrespectful, but I could have been more attentive. And that's exactly where, where I was. I, I'm quite proud of the fact that in, in our early 20s, my sister and I hopped into a car together and drove for 14 hours to see our grandmother in northern Alberta. I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you talk about spending time. Uh, but I did that for family purposes. Um, other older people, I, I was very much, I mean, everyone says this about millennials, and I'm going, uh, what are you talking about? This has been young, young people since the beginning since of time. Since the beginning of time, yeah. Is, is that, you know, they, they get a little bit of confidence and, and start moving forward in their lives and, and their careers or whatever it is they're working on, and they, they think they know best. There's a good song. Old, old people get out of the way. Song. What's the song? There's a good song. Uh, Cats in the Cradle. No, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I was going to say it's Father and Son. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cats in the Cradle is more about something different. Yeah, Father yeah. and Son. Was it Father and Son? I don't know. Cat. Cats in the Cradle is more about kind of the I'm the, 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 the dad not hanging out with the, the kid. Right, and the, but it's it changes. Right, and right? then the kid not hanging out with the dad. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I don't. Know. Anyways, I like that song. It reminds me of like, yeah, um, the smart, the older I get, the smarter my dad gets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although, um, and you know, I I have to question his judgment now. As as he's getting older, I'm like I'm like, dude, you're listening, you're watching Fox News. Like, fuck, really? Like, dad, dad, right? And then I'm like, oh, you know what? As we get older, maybe we reach a stage where we do start to revert back to. 
being immature. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Because <laughs> they just sort of destroyed the whole old people are awesome no, thing by people. calling them immature. <laughs> well, but I, I, I kind of feel that when you get to an age, I don't know, you're in, sorry, but you're kind of entitled to, to be immature. It, it, to me, that kind of comes with elder status. Is, well, is, I is, think when when does that start though? Like what? Do you, because I think I'm entitled to be right. Let, I have certain opinions. Let's, let's and, put it this way: I, I I just turned 54. I think yeah. my birthday was not too long before yours, and and I consider I consider both of us at 54 and 58 to be right on the cusp or right on the the border there. I I I, I you know what. Let's just call it sixty. Because I think it's that for me, it's that it's that realization that that there are some things that, and and I got really upset with the book, the book that I that my wife got me was uh, a few years ago, and and the only reason I got upset with it is because it's such common sense, and it's called how you know what what is it how. How not to give a fuck or something, right? Or yeah, yeah right? I read that book. And and to me, my thought is like, this is shit. This is stupid. Some guy's capitalizing on common fucking sense, right? And and I'm like, oh, how come I? Didn't? <laughs> how come I didn't write <laughs> that? I didn't write that. When really, I mean, you know, when you reach that age where it's like, it's like, it's not that I've given too many away or I haven't spent my allotment of giving a fuck, but um, I'm really careful about how you know it's like it's like oh so my birthday was sunday yesterday yeah yesterday wow and yeah well, and happy so belated thanks. birthday and saturday we were having um i was heating the oven preheating the oven to do something for saturday's dinner and suddenly it's like there was someone in my oven arc welding and it was like crazy. So I shut off the oven and I'm like, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, um, everybody's coming over for ham and mm-hmm. scalloped potatoes tomorrow. We need the oven. But I really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just went and did it. It wasn't, you know, I just had to, okay, I'll go here and I'll get a new element. I'll put the element in. But in my younger days, it would have been like maybe a, a, a dramatic oh my god you know poor me i gotta go and do this on my birthday it's it's age and maturity it's just rolling with the punches yeah, it's yeah it's, exactly it's, it's stoicism right you just okay yep this is the this is an interesting problem what's my interesting solution I'll just get it done get it done get it done and and i think as we as we mature not necessarily get older but as we mature we realize that some of the, those those fucks that we are giving away are kind of valuable yeah right and i want to make sure that when i'm going to spend that currency um, it's going to be worth it, and it's going to be loud. <laughs> you know, you know, other old people that I think are awesome, old people that still have lots, lots of fucks to give. Yeah, because then something they're engaged. Their, yeah, they're they, engaged. They yeah. they care about what's going. They care about other other people. They care about what's going on in their community and in the world. And God damn it, as long as they've got a breath, they're going to try and do the right thing and make the world a better place. I, I got yeah. all the time in the world for those folks. I got into a really heavy philosophical conversation about that and the fall of the common good in Canada and the rise of self-interest. 
Wow. And and it was deep. It was a deep fill. Like it started getting into and because I was going through that existential thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, does it really matter? You know, should I really care about the common good anymore? And then so we started, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I think more because the Canadian. I think the and this can be an episode for another time, but. I think as Canadians, and it show it's shown in polls about how we've become quite polarized. Mm-hmm. But there's a small minority over here against a, a large minority. I don't think it's 50-50. When I look at polarized, I'm saying I'm thinking, you know, polarized as in as in right and left, and there's very there's very little in the middle. I, I I'm I'm thinking there's quite a few of us still left in the middle mm-hmm. who can balance out those two polar opposites. I, I I would actually go so far as to say that polarization is actually a bit of an illusion, uh, and it's a bait and switch. Um, but maybe I should save that for another episode too. Maybe because it ties into what I want to talk about about income equality. Because I think if you strip away all, because the polarization to me is actually largely about social issues mm-hmm. and and identity and all of that stuff. You put the, all that aside and you just talk about class and about money and about the top 1% and the bottom, not 1%, not even 10%, the bottom 25, 30%, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you suddenly, re- I, I, I think you can get people on both sides of all of these social issues on who can park the stuff about gender, race, all of that stuff the environment can just park it all to the side and say, you know what, we're, we're entering into this whole gilded age again, and it's not right. It's not right that, I complained about an editorial today, it's not right that Canfor made $1.5 billion last year and continues to shed workers in Prince George um, because their mills are becoming more and more high tech. So they cut costs. They're, they proudly proclaim to their shareholders that they're cutting costs. When they say cut costs, they mean cut labor costs so that they can buy mills in the United States and in Sweden. Fuck that guy. Well, you know, and I, and I, t- I, I was having this discussion with my father-in-law. I said, I said he's, buying, he's buying mills in places where... where uh, it's less expensive to, it has nothing to do with, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and it's all about the shareholders. Like, yep. like he's not a, he's not a smart guy. He's just a businessman and he's fucking yep. little guys over. And, but, but, uh, speaking of little guys, Jim Patterson is a little guy. So I, I've, I've actually met him and yeah, he's uh, five foot four to five foot five, uh, barefoot. He's, he's, he's a little guy, but, uh, but what, what is different? between what's the difference between Jim Patterson and any of these Russian oligarchs why in fact why do we use the word oligarch they're billionaires yeah and i don't know why we use that how are they any different from canadian or american billionaires well i think oligarchs have 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 and 
uh, have an inordinate so- amount of control over their government. Right. Well, I'm not saying that. Let me finish. What I'm saying is theirs is theirs is more vi- like you can see it. You can see that control. Whereas our billionaires are so, um, you know, they work in the shadows, right? They have other people do that for so them. So it's they even have more lobbyists. nefarious. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if like just call it what it is, you you're it's it's money and power, and yeah, and and the rest of us, you have to just sort of roll with it. Well, and, and, but but again, just have to roll with it. Why do we have to roll with it when even Warren Buffett admits that it's not right that his secretary pays more taxes than he does? As an individual. Yeah. Well, why doesn't he do anything about it? Good question. There, there it is. There, I mean, there to me, it is. To me, it's, it's you, if, you see, if you see in yourself something that, is not, it, that, that fundamentally makes you feel uncomfortable, then you need, to, you need to change it. Otherwise, you're just recognizing a problem and you're not doing anything about it. And, and, and especially when, when, you know, and it's not just Buffett, frankly, it's, it's all of the billionaires. Well, I, I, I you know, the, the government just wastes the money. Um, well, you know what? The, the government, all levels of government aren't perfect, but it's the best system we got because in democracies, at least we chose, the, the, all the politicians might be idiots, but there are idiots. We chose them. We chose them. And and so so who's who is Jim Pattison or Warren Buffett or any of these guys to kind of say, well, you know, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use my accountants and my lawyers to keep as much of that money for myself, and then I'm I'm going to invest it in the charities and the foundations I like. That's bullshit. Pay your fucking taxes. Normally, I would say this episode of Everything Everything was recorded at the Arch North Podcast Studio, yada, yada, yada. However, I want to change it up a little bit and make an apology to all of our listeners. It's my my fault. It's all on me for not getting these uh, episodes posted in a timely manner. Neil and I do uh, record them on a consistent basis. This is just on me. Uh, don't forget to check out the playlist, though. Uh, old people are awesome, man. And uh, we will, we'll, yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm Michael Cass for Everything Everything. <laughs>